Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. And I brought my little gift along tonight, a little Christmas gift. And I started to think about last night, what are all the amazing gifts that God's already given us? And I just want to take a few moments just to think about all the incredible gifts God has already given us. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like sifting shadows. And Carrie-Anne, as she was leading, we sang that, the song about a good, good father. I thought, wow, that's the beginning of my sermon tonight. That we've got a good, good father and he loves to give us gifts. Many of us have received them. Some today received the gift of the joy of getting baptized in water. And what a joy it was to see Wayne and Belinda Williams, their three daughters, get baptized together. How awesome is that for a mum and dad to see their three daughters get baptized together? And how awesome to see others just being filled with the favor and the peace and the joy of God. Kerry, that was amazing to watch you get baptized today. Joanne's mum, here she is back at church smiling and laughing. Last year, was it last year or early this year that you nearly died in hospital? Last year. She was, doctors didn't think she was going to survive and Joanne's ringing us and saying, can you pray, can you pray for her? And uh, then she had a double heart bypass and came back to church to thank us for praying and didn't really know Jesus, came back to thank us, enjoyed the atmosphere and thought, I'm going to come back again. So a few weeks later, she came and opened her heart to Jesus. And today she got baptized. Here she is walking down to the beach. I thought, that is an absolute miracle of God. She's discovered new life and now getting better and better all the time. So watch out. She'll be jogging down the beach soon. That's awesome. Let's give God praise. for (laughs) What an amazing gift. An amazing gift of God. So every good and perfect gift comes from above. It may come through a person, but ultimately it comes because someone's touched someone's heart to give. Luke 11, 11 says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Well, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? That's a scary thought. I was brought up in a on a dairy farm and we had scorpions used to live under some of the rocks and we'd be chopping firewood or clearing some bush and there would be scorpions and uh, we had different sorts of scorpions and my dad taught me which were the really poisonous ones the 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 ones that were really dark black and they were they were deadly and others were lighter colored and weren't quite as deadly but still could put you in hospital i thought wow why would someone give a scorpion when you've asked for an egg Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Wow, what an amazing gift the Holy Spirit is. And today, several people got filled with the Holy Spirit as they come up out of the water and could hardly stand. And I thought it was the waves, but it was the Holy Spirit overflowing people's hearts because they were just so hungry and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit that changes our life, that fills us and overflows us. Jesus, when he walked on the earth and he met a woman at the well, the woman of Samaria, 
and talked about getting a drink. In John 4.10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus is the greatest gift. It's only a few weeks to Christmas and we celebrate Jesus, the reason for the season. How awesome is it? Jesus is the greatest gift. And we love to give gifts. And I've got my Merry Christmas gift up here today. And we love giving and receiving gifts at Christmas time. But it comes out of the overflow that Jesus is the greatest gift that was ever sent to earth. He's the greatest gift. And he said to the lady, if you only knew who you were talking to, if you only knew the gift that I have and who I am, Wow. And sometimes we talk about Jesus and we sing to Jesus, but we don't really, really know the awesome gift. And every now and then your heart just gets overwhelmed. You get overcome and you run out of words. It's just so beautiful. And I just was enjoying watching people worship tonight, celebrating and dancing and just full of joy. And some of you know some of the stories and others of you don't. It's a miracle that some people are sitting in this church tonight and aren't in jail. That's true. It's a miracle that some of you are here living and breathing instead of being dead. God's grace, Jesus is the greatest gift of all life. Ephesians 2.4 But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raises up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace, expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Salvation, grace, faith, love, mercy, all those things are all amazing gifts of God for our lives. They're a gift so you can't earn them. They are gifts so let's receive them. They are gifts so let's unpack them. If I gave you a gift for Christmas... And you don't open it, saying, oh, I'll just keep it for a better time. The next Christmas rolls around and, and you give another gift. Say, oh, I haven't opened last year's yet. You think, what? I'm not giving you any more. You haven't opened last year's. Oh, I just thought I'd save it for a, a special occasion. We think, how crazy is that if you don't open a gift? But as human beings, we're just that crazy sometimes. Jesus offers us all these gifts and we don't unpack it because we don't think we're worthy. We don't think we're good enough. We think, oh, I haven't earned that yet. I don't fully understand it, so I won't open up in case it's a scorpion or something that might harm me. How many people, you talk to them in the streets, you talk to them at work, or even family members say, hey, God's such an amazing gift. I can't wait to get to church. And they say, really? Oh, they're only out to rip you off. You can't trust those Christians. And so they are, because they don't understand, 
They've been bitten somewhere along the line by a lie of the enemy or someone who said there was a Christian but wouldn't do the right thing. So they close themselves off to all the incredible gifts. And some of us were like that before we came and met Jesus. How crazy is it? We're given gifts and we won't receive them and then we're too scared to open them. But that's what we do sometimes with the amazing grace of God. It says it is a gift of God. And it goes on in Ephesians 2 there. And it says, Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. I want you to think for a moment, what are some of the incredible gifts that you've experienced in your life? Some of the great gifts that God has given you. Some of the great gifts that you've experienced by hanging around good people. Love and acceptance, generosity, unselfishness, faith, support, a listening ear. Wow, look at all the amazing gifts that God gives us. And not only to give you, but what sort of a gift are you to the people around you? Tomorrow I've got to go to a funeral for David Hall. His lovely wife passed away. And uh, she came to church here a few times. And a few months ago, one of the chaplains led her to Jesus in the hospital. So she knew. David prayed for her for years. And she met Jesus. Last Sunday afternoon, I jumped in the car after church, had lunch up and visited her last Sunday afternoon in hospital in Miraburra. Was able to read the scriptures that God's prepared a place for you. Don't be afraid. Soon you're going to meet Jesus. The next morning, she slipped away to Jesus. Whenever I go to a funeral, whenever I pray for someone that's dying in a hospital, it reminds me of the gift of eternal life. It reminds me of the gift that Jesus has come here. He says, I'm going to go back and prepare a place for you. Wow. How awesome is that? Jesus prepares that for our lives. And what a great gift to be able to share with people's lives. 2 Corinthians 9.15 is an amazing little verse. It says, Now thanks be to God for His indescribable gift, which is precious beyond words. Wow. Wow. What's it talking about? It's talking about Jesus. He'd just been teaching about giving and finance and generosity. Then in the middle of it, he stops and says, Hold on. The greatest gift is Jesus. It's indescribable and beyond words. Some of you uh, remember that... Uh, message that Louis Giglio did years ago, indescribable, and the song that was written. And there are times, and then he went on and talked about the universe, and you're just lost for words sometimes, hey? You're just lost for words when you see God's creation, when you feel His love. Like tonight, we're just singing, shouting, celebrating, and sometimes in the middle of that, you just run out of words. You drop to your knees, or you just stop there and think, wow. This is amazing. It's almost like he takes your breath away. How long is it since you had an encounter with God that took your breath away? Where you felt his love just so impact you. Or something happened to you or through you that you just, you were lost for words. It was indescribable 
and his love, his presence, his grace, his hope, whatever it was, it took your breath away and you just sat there or stood there or knelt there. Just couldn't say anything because you were lost for words. Wow. How, how long is it since that's happened to your life? Has it ever happened to your life? It's happened to me a few times in worship times. One time it happened when I went to Niagara Falls um, 22 years ago. I went there to Toronto when there was a revival uh, there. We had one day before the meeting started and we drove to Niagara Falls and we went down through this tunnel that basically at the end of the tunnel it came out halfway down the fall. So you just stood about two or three metres from this rushing wall of water just an incredible sound, the roar, and the volume of water is just amazing. Anyone been to Niagara Falls? Yeah, if you have. And I, I had a God moment for about two minutes. I couldn't say a word. I was so overcome, and I thought, wow, Lord, if this is just one little bit of your amazing creation, how incredible you are. And I just stood there transfixed for a moment or two. I was lost for words and had a God moment that I've never forgotten. And every time I think about it, I just think about how awesome God is. And I, if you haven't had those sorts of moments, I pray that you have them. It might be the grace of God that forgives you for something that you just didn't think God could ever forgive you of. Or he gives you a second or a third chance. Or you're reading the scriptures and all of a sudden it just explodes. Or you're singing a song and you were singing words, but then all of a sudden it becomes revelation and they're not words anymore. Oh, the gift of God's presence. Indescribable gift. That's how amazing our God is. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave. Love motivated him to give. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus so whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I pray we never lose the wonder of the gift of salvation. The longer you're saved, the easier it is to forget how amazing the gift of salvation is. That's why I love hanging out with new Christians because they remind me every day. They say, this is incredible. Three months ago, I was out there just swearing my head off and just trying to survive and yelling at people and just trying to take advantage of one another. That's the only one you're living now. I'm just so overcome. I also love hanging out with people who don't yet know Jesus because if you look closer, you can see the seed of greatness in their spirit because it says everyone is created in the image of God. But shame and guilt and selfishness and sin and rubbish has so stained and distorted that image of God inside. But if you stay and watch for a while, you start to see what could become. That's why I love baptisms, because people are saying, well, the old's gone, the new has come. That's why I love hearing people's stories. I want to encourage you tonight, don't miss the indescribable gift of Jesus and his gift of salvation. Don't lose the wonder of yourself, because if you do... We, become, we can become boring and religious and mundane. 
But if you keep the wonder of that in your soul, people say, what have you got? I want what you've got. I don't understand this religious stuff, but you've got something I don't have. It's Jesus, the greatest gift in our hearts and our lives. Let's look at a few of the other amazing gifts that God gives us. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, whoa, it's a free gift, of God, that is His remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, eternal life. In our temporal world, we've got to stop and realize it's an eternal life, it's an eternal gift. That's why every time I go to a funeral, every time I pray for someone who's dying, I'm reminding that this life flashes by so, so quickly. But Jesus has come to give the eternal life. That's what we live for. Romans 12, 3 says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of us. He's given us all a measure of faith. He's given us a gift of faith. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. God gives us all sorts of amazing gifts. Mercy, love, encouragement, leadership helps administration whatever our gifts are let's use them for the glory of god and i just want to encourage you to realize that they are gifts to whom much is given much is required and and as we step up and use them it follows on in 1 peter 4 10 each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god's grace in its various forms if anyone speaks they should do it as one who speaks the very words of god Wow, that is so powerful. So whenever, it's not just for me as a pastor preaching and anyone speaks in the name of the Lord, you are speaking as if they are the words of God. Wow, that's a powerful, powerful privilege when you're sharing Jesus with a workmate or someone that you're serving. When you're speaking in His name, sharing your testimony, when you're believing to touch someone's life, you are speaking the very words of God. Wow, that, that, that is a challenge. I was hesitant to become a pastor and a teacher and preacher because the Bible says those who teach are judged more strongly because your words, people will take them as if they're from the heart of God because that's what they're meant to be. As a parent... Watch your words because your kids will take them as from the heart of God. As a teacher, as a carer, as a support person, as a friend, people take your words as if from the heart of God. That's very, very powerful. What a privilege, but what a responsibility because words are a great gift. Words can just transform people's hearts and lives. What about the gift of the Holy Spirit? I love Acts 1.4, on one occasion while he was eating with them, 
he gave them this command. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you heard me speak about. And what happened? The Holy Spirit was poured out. What a great gift the Holy Spirit is. Acts 2.38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the most amazing gift because Jesus walked on this earth, died, rose again, went back to heaven, but he sent the Holy Spirit to represent Jesus and to be God in spirit to you and I living within us. Oh, the Holy Spirit is the most amazing, amazing gift. Don't push him aside. Don't treat him lightly. He's given you a heavenly language so that your spirit can worship and communicate with God. Let that flow. We don't have time tonight to talk about all the different gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith and the gift of prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues and discerning of spirits and words of knowledge and words of wisdom and, and the working of miracles and gift of faith. How awesome are all those? And it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I'll show you the most excellent way. And he goes on in 1 Corinthians 13 and talks about the excellent way, which is love. He said, even if you've got the gift of prophecy, and you can tell all mysteries, but if you don't have love, it doesn't account to much. Even if you give your very body and life for a cause, but if it's not done for love, it doesn't profit anything. He said, you'll be like a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. That's what it sounds like if I try to jump on and play the drums. Because <laughs> I don't have that gift of musicality. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of spirit, especially prophecy. A couple more to wrap it up tonight. What about the gift of peace? We all cry out for peace. And the Bible says, Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Peace is a gift. And when you're lying in bed at night and in turmoil and battling with shame and condemnation and going over the words you said or you didn't say... Who replays those conversations in your head at night? Isn't that a horrible thing to do when you thought, I should have said this and I shouldn't have said that? And why did, oh, it can just rob you of sleep for hours. Or at the end of the day, say, Lord, I've done my best. I made a few mistakes today, but please forgive me. Help me to have you a gift of peace over my mind and heart so I can sleep well at night. How awesome is that when you can have that in your soul? Some of us need that gift of peace. It's there available for us every day. And we can give that gift of peace to others. How about the gift of repentance? That's a powerful gift. The Bible says he will give us the gift of repentance. Not regret, not just sorrow, but godly sorrow that leads to repentance. That means to turn around. To repent means to turn around. But the word pent comes from top. That's why when you go to the penthouse, you go to the house on top. So when you repent, God actually takes you from the basement to the top where you were meant to live. That's what repentance actually means. So you turn around and God takes you back to the living how God intended you to live. What a gift that is. Because if only I could get that gift. Well, it is. It's available for you. Say, God, help me to receive your gift so then I can turn around and move forward. There's so many other gifts Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We had a bit of joy in the Holy Spirit tonight, hey? Joy, and we're going to do that again before we leave tonight. Joy in the Holy Spirit is a great, great gift. The world tries to find it. 
They go out and get drunk. They try to shoot up some drugs. They try to do whatever to find some peace and joy in their soul. They might have a momentary good time, but then they pay the consequences over and over and over again. But the joy of Jesus has no hangover. Hallelujah. The joy of Jesus just gets better. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the more you rejoice and celebrate and just, wow, just have a good time in God's presence, the more joy and energy you get. You don't have to wait for Sunday to do that. You can do it every day. You put on some worship music. If you've got the worship music on when you're driving, just make sure you keep your eyes open and you can sing along and celebrate. Don't clap too much. Keep one hand on the wheel at least. But we can rejoice and celebrate. Wow, that's the joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh, what a, what a gift that is. So oh, I'm not that sort of joyful type. I'm sort of a bit of an introvert and I don't really get into that. Hey, I want to say you need to let loose. Let God loosen you up a bit and find a joy and an expression. That's why all the Bible talks about praise and worship. You've got to lift your hands. You've got to clap. You've got to dance. You've got to do some things to release the joy. Otherwise, it stays locked up inside of you. And don't ever point the finger and say, oh, look at them. They're getting a little bit crazy. Otherwise, you'll be in danger of being like David's wife, Saul's daughter, Michael, Michelle, who got judgment and critical about David, who was out there dancing and celebrating because the, the Ark of the Covenant's coming back. The presence of God's coming back to town. And he's just having an absolute joyous party and his wife said you're just being a little bit too foolish out there and she judged him and condemned him for his freedom and the bible says she became barren and never ever was able to have a child and her whole life was locked up and she missed out on all the freedom that could have been hers don't ever get judgmental of other people that are rejoicing and celebrating the best thing is get in beside them celebrate with them and let a bit of it rub off on us. Hallelujah. Because if you start to get judgmental, it probably means you need some more joy to be released in your heart. Because you're missing out. Just get in the river and let it flow. Oh, God, you're so good. The gifts of God. What are you going to do if a gift comes? Time to give someone a gift. Who am I going to give this gift to? Come on down. You're first. Come on down. Hey. She was the first one. What's your name again? Belinda. She was the first one to put her hand up. Here's a gift for you. And I want you to open it and see what's inside. Come on. Take it out. Here it is. It's a Bible full of the joy of the Lord. And you can have that as an, an extra gift. I'll keep the box. Thank you. Let's give her thanks. And <laughs> I, eh? Woo! Now, some of you were scared to take it because you weren't sure what was inside. That's how we are with God sometimes. We're bit scared. Oh, we're not sure what's going to happen if I really open my heart to receive. You've probably got one of those, so you need to pray and say, who do I give it to? If you've already got one. Because if God gives you something and you've already got it, it means it's for you to pass on. So what do we do with our gifts? Number one, we need to receive them. Number two, we need to open up and experience what the gift is. And thirdly, you need to share it with others. That's my message tonight. 
open, make sure you receive what God is offering you in your life. Whether you think you're worthy or not. Whether you think that's too big for me. Receive it. Open up and live in it. Don't leave it wrapped up till the next Christmas. I was brought up in a Christian home and the gift of salvation was preached every week in the church I was. I used to go to Sunday school and uh, youth camps. For whatever reason, fear of man or... I was 17 the day I finished grade 12 before I opened up my heart and received the gift of forgiveness and salvation. That's one of the few regrets I have in my life. Why on earth I waited till I was 17 when I could have done it all those years before? That's one of the mysteries of my life. I cannot explain why, apart from I was afraid of people or I was, I don't know. I thought, why on earth did I put off receiving the fruit? Because when I did, I knew I was forgiven. I knew I had eternal life and, and life just started to open up rapidly. Don't receive, don't have a gift come to your door and you take so long to reach out and receive it that the devil tries to steal it from you. That's the picture I saw. But then I saw some other people like Belinda. Oh, that's me. I'll have it. I'll have it. God's going to give you much more than you think you deserve because you just got to go for an attitude. You've got a heart that says, I'm going to just go and receive everything God's got for me and you're going to have so much you, you won't hold it to yourself you'll just share it with others. God loves that attitude. <laughs> it's so good, eh? Receive it. Open it up and live in it. And say, God, how can I share that to bless someone else? That's the simple but powerful message for tonight. Worship team, come on. Jesus. One more thought. Some of the best gifts are the ones that can't be wrapped. A smile. A loving hug. A gift or a word of encouragement. Acceptance into your home or your heart or your group of friends. If we knew how to do that, there'd be hundreds more people in our church. Seriously. A welcome, a listening ear. Doesn't cost you anything apart from a bit of time. And learning to control your tongue so you don't give them all the answers. A word of wisdom. Comfort when someone's going through a difficult time. What a gift that is. Understanding or support. So many other gifts that you can't wrap or put in a box. But what a powerful, powerful gift they all are. Let's stand in His presence. I just feel the love of God right now just pouring out of some people. I want to give a gift of blessing to some people tonight. <clears throat> Firstly, I'd like to pray a prayer of blessing over everyone whose birthday is in the month of November. 
If that's you, just come on out quickly. I want to just pray blessing on you right now. If your birthday's in the month of November, just come on out, line up here. I want to pray a prayer of blessing on you. Not because you're better than anyone else, but it's just like God spoke to my heart. We're in worship time. So just extend a prayer of blessing. Come on, don't, don't miss out. We're not going to embarrass you. We're just going to pray a prayer of blessing on you. If your birthday's this month, come on down. Come on down. Come on down and be blessed. Surely there's more than that to have a birthday in November. We need to check out some driver's licenses and dates of birth, eh? Has anyone snuck in here that they're just wanting a prayer of blessing and their birthday is actually the 1st of December? How awesome is this? Just come up the front, guys. Just come forward. Just come forward. I want to pray for you. What's your name? Darren. God loves you very much, Darren. I don't know anything about your background. But the Lord would just say, I'm going to pour out so much blessing on you. And you struggle to think, am I worth it? I've made so many mistakes. And even some of the family that have been around you made you feel like you weren't welcome and you weren't good enough. But the Father right now is reaching out His hand of blessing and favor. Thank you for it, Father. Right now, just let the presence of Jesus come Just reach out your hand to it, Darren. I just feel the Father's blessing right now. Father, just touch Darren with your grace and love. Touch him with your power right now, Lord. Just pour in your love. Let Darren know that salvation is a free gift, but so also is peace and love and hope and joy. Lord, I pray for a joy begin to break loose in Darren's life. Lord, and people in a few months' time are going to say, what's happened to you, Darren? There's something free over your life. I release that over him right now in the name of Jesus. I release your joy and your freedom over his heart. Lord, I just thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.